0: God bless you as you listen.
1: Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn your Bible to John chapter 8 and verse number 12. John 8 and verse 12. Can we read it together, everybody? You can look at it on the screen. And let's read it together. What does it say? Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Hallelujah. Let's look at it from the King James Version. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus Christ has been revealed to us in different ways. From the Bible, the word of God, we have different titles that are used to refer to Jesus by he's called the prince of peace he's called the king of kings the lord of lords everlasting father wonderful counselor the resurrection and the life the way the truth and the life bright morning star rose of Sharon lily of the valley so these are all names that I used to refer to Jesus by here in John chapter 8 verse 12 Jesus gives us another revelation of who he is And he says here that I am the light of the world. Now what made him utter these words? I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. If we read the earlier verses in John 8... Jesus was having a meeting when there was a commotion and the Pharisees and the scribes and the leaders dropped a young lady to Jesus and they explained to him that they caught this woman in adultery in the very act. And I was saying that it takes two. There's a program called It Takes Two. (laughs) It takes two for something like that to happen. So the question it raises is that where was the other party? It's not just a one person affair. But some way, somehow, they allowed the man, that's what I think, to get away with it. Because then, uh, they already had a bad mind. Immediately they stumbled upon the case. What they thought of I believe was how they could use this case. To trap Jesus. And get him to commit himself. So that they can have something to use against him. So they allowed the man to escape. Brought the leader. Thrusted into the middle. Of the gathering and said to Jesus that Moses made it clear in the law look at Leviticus 20 verse 10 Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 10 it says and the man that committeth adultery with another man's wife even he that committeth adultery with his neighbor's wife the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. So that is part of the law. Now, the law of Moses or the different laws that Moses gave. were according to the instructions of God were 613. The first 10 is what we refer to as the 10 commandments. But after the 10 commandments, there were 603 more. And this is one of the laws. So they were right when they explained to Jesus that Moses has given a prescription (laughs) for how to treat people like that. Then they asked him, but what do you see? What do you see? Now, initially, and the Bible says that they said this tempting him so that they might have something to accuse him with. All right they might have something to accuse him with. Initially, Jesus didn't mind them. He stooped down and with his finger, he wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. Sometimes you must ignore certain people. Learn to ignore certain people. You know, I've told you before that it is not every invitation to an argument that you must accept. <laughs> and sometimes when you decide not to respond to certain things people think you are a fool and people think all sorts of thoughts but you must learn how to ignore certain people because there are some discussions no matter what you say it don't make any difference Because people have already made up their minds. So initially Jesus didn't mind them. And I want to say to you. Learn to ignore certain statements. Even if they are provoking you sorely. Because there are some things that are very provocative. Then you, you, you will hear a voice saying to you. Say one or two things to them. Say one or two things to them. Let them know that you are not a fool. Let them know that you are not a weakling. Let them know that you are not a coward. But I tell you, there are times when you must keep quiet. Sometimes, in your quest to respond to certain things, what you do is that you make it difficult for people to differentiate between you and the other parties. That's why the Bible says, Answer not a fool according to his folly otherwise people will not be able to tell the difference so this is a piece of advice for all of us if we will learn to be quiet sometimes in a home in a marriage it's not everything that you should react to it's not everything that you should respond to it's not everything that you must defend so let's learn to just keep quiet hallelujah now, they thought these Pharisees and scribes that, oh, we got him. That's why he doesn't seem to have anything to say. So they kept pressing. They kept pressing. They kept pressing. They said, Papa, you are the one we are talking to. What not you respond to what we are saying? The Bible says that as they continued, then he lifted himself up and said to them, it's not a problem. It's obvious that you are up to something. And I can see through what you're doing. But let's deal with this in this manner. Whoever is amongst you who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. In other words, do it in a very orderly fashion. There's no need to rush. You caught her. Is that not what you said you did? You caught her. We say in our local parlance, Dole Dole and Fili Fili. You caught her. Okay. So just do what the law says. I'm not the one to tell you whether you should or not. But the only thing that I can tell you is that do it in an orderly way. Let's start with whoever is without sin. He should cast the first stone and then the others can follow. And the Bible says he stooped down and continue to write. I attempt I attempted last week to give you a suggestion. I don't have anything to stand upon it. That's why I'm calling it a suggestion. That perhaps what Jesus wrote on the ground were the sins of those who were accusing this woman. He was writing them on the ground. So as they looked out of curiosity at what he was writing, they realized that ah it is me. <laughs> it's me, it's 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 me. It's me that he's talking about that he knows about what I did the other time. And I can imagine how shocked they all were that how did this man get to know this thing? And after they were convicted by their own conscience, that's what the Bible says, they decided to move away one by one. And they did it very orderly. The oldest left first and then the youngest left last. There was order in their confusion and in their exit. Jesus looked up after a while and saw that the guys were not there. It was just the woman. Perhaps she was weeping and crying. Jesus said, mommy, where are the people who brought you here? Where have they gone? He said, no man was able to condemn you or attempt to stone you. She said, no one. And then he said to her, neither do I condemn you and neither do I write you off. Go. But say no more is what he said to her. Soon after this, then, he released this powerful statement in John 8, 12. That I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Because you will have the light that leads to life. Why did he make the statement? I believe he made this statement because... What played out in front of him revealed the darkness that is in man and the darkness that is in the world. And darkness is represented by different things. Darkness is represented by sin. And it was true. This woman who was brought before him had been caught in sin. And it made her life dark. Darkness is also revealed by injustice and unfairness. Any nation or any community or any society or system where there is injustice and unfairness it leads to darkness. That's what it is. It does. And it was obvious that the scribes and the Pharisees who brought this woman they were unjust and they were unfair because they should have brought the guy also and demanded the same treatment for him. Why did they only bring the woman? Jesus saw darkness in their actions. And then of course they had these evil thoughts and intentions. They were trying to trap him. They were setting a trap for him. Don't set traps for people. It's not a good thing. Don't do that. The Bible says temptations are bound to come, but woe to the one through whom the temptations come. And they were setting a trap, trying to find something to use against Jesus. And that thing that they did spelled out darkness. And so Jesus responded that I am the light of the world. And then the wickedness that will make them want to kill somebody. Wickedness. Because to stone somebody to death is a very, very terrible way of killing somebody. Shooting the person is kinder. (laughs) Giving the person lethal injection is kinder. In many countries or some countries in the world, they've abolished um execution by hanging or killing somebody by hanging. They prefer to do lethal injection. There also used to be electric chair. Those things, there are some countries they don't do that anymore. With electric chair, they put you in a chair and then put electrical things on your body. So they electrocute you. So you and then you, you die. That's also another terrible way of dying. So just to add a humane face to it, some decided that we'll do lethal injection. It won't hang anymore. So even the world recognizes that there's a certain way of dealing with people that is too wicked. (laughs) So it has to be modified. And these guys, they wanted to stone this woman to death wickedness. And wickedness is a manifestation of darkness. Lack of compassion. They didn't have any compassion for this woman as she was there, almost naked. Because remember that she was caught in the act. So perhaps she only had time to grab a piece of cloth and wrap it around her. All her things were showing. They didn't have any compassion for her. They were bent on scoring a point with Jesus. And then of course, hypocrisy. Darkness. Hypocrisy. Because it is likely that many of them who wanted to kill her were guilty of the same thing. That's what hypocrisy is about. And human beings are full of hypocrisy. And there are some places where Hypocrisy is institutionalized (laughs) It's like if you are there You are forced to be that kind of person There are environments and there are places like that And all these things Sin, injustice, evil thoughts Evil intentions, wickedness Lack of compassion, hypocrisy You can summarize all of that into one word Darkness And Jesus saw the darkness in the world And the darkness in man As the the, the scene played out in front of him. And he said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. What does it really mean? And that's what we've set out to understand. And I told you last week that Jesus is the light of the world. Because light brings sight and understanding. And Jesus, the light of the world, brought us sight and understanding. Understanding light without light, you cannot see. You cannot see, and without a certain light, you cannot understand things. And that's why sometimes, when people want to say, I understand, they say, I see, I see. And have you, have you noticed that, you know, you may be in an exam room with a question before you. Initially, you don't understand it. And then along the line, oh, it clicks. It's like a light has been turned on. Things become clearer to you. So light helps us to see and understand. And the only reason why we can see each other and see everything around us now is because the light is on. If we turn the lights off, although you have eyes, you will not be able to see. So light is what enables us to see. And Jesus Christ, the light of the world, he came into this world to help us to see and understand how we really are. How terrible we are. How wicked we are. How sinful we are. How helpless we are. How, how detestable we are. He came so that we can see how lost and how hopeless our situation is. And he came to make us understand that if God's grace is not extended to us, there is no one that can be saved. He came so that we will understand that there is none righteous, no not one. He came so that we'll understand that those who feel cute and think they are good, they are perfect, they are righteous, he made us understand that all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags before the Lord. And until you encounter Jesus, you will never understand what a terrible state you are in. Never. Until you encounter Jesus, you may actually think that, oh, I'm living and I'm enjoying life. But when you meet him and he shines his light on you. Because there are times you don't know what is around. It's only when you shine the light. You shine the light. There are a lot of dark spots in our rooms. Under our beds and all of that. You take your torchlight and shine under the bed. Then You see things, some your five CDs be that you have been looking for because of that you cursed everybody in the house, it is under the bed. <laughs> you cursed everybody in the house, you even broke an egg. People are wild, though. <laughs> I can't find my five CDs, so start cursing. So, light helps us to see and understand. So, when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, it means that I've come so that you can really see how horrible a state you are in, how helpless you are, and how you need God in your life. Once upon a time, we thought we were living, we thought we were enjoying, we thought we were having a good life. But it is only when we met Jesus that we realize that life begins with Jesus. So somebody sang a song and said, no Jesus, no life. But before you encountered him, you thought that I'm really blowing time. I'm enjoying. But what you didn't know was that you were pushing yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into the pit of hell. Oh, thank God that the light of the world came to shine his light on us so that we can see and understand who we really are and how helpless we are and how far away we are from God. Hallelujah. Jesus is the light of the world because light brings life and Jesus, the light of the world, came to bring us life. Without light, there can be no life on this earth. In fact, during the creation, the first important thing that happened Before everything that was created was created was the father spoke and said let there be light and suddenly there was light and that light was not the light of the sun it was not the light of the moon because it was on day four that the sun was created the moon was created and the stars were created So what light was it? When he said let there be light, what light was this? It was the light of life. And Jesus is that light of life. And that's why we explain that during the creation, the Godhead, the Holy Trinity, they were all there. Remember that it says the Spirit of God moved over the surface of the waters. He was there. In the beginning, God, that God represents the Father. When he said let there be light, it was the Son. And that's why in John one one says In the beginning was the word And the word was with God And the word was God All things were made by him And without him was not anything made That was made Then it goes on and says In him was life And the life was the light of men And the life was the light of men So it was the light of this world And the life of men That shone before the creation could take place And that is Jesus himself. And light gives life. Without the sunlight, we cannot live here. And as our scientists send, you know, spaceships and things to space and all of that, one of the things that they are looking for is whether there is any other planet where we can live alright and one of the things they are looking for is planets where there is light a number of things that are needed but one of the things that is very very important is light Light. because without light we cannot live so if you are put in prison at that prison for a very long time what can actually happen to you is that your body will wear away it will just waste away Because you didn't have light. So light gives rise to life. And I gave you this um, further explanation that in school, you did biology. You learned about photosynthesis. You learned about the fact that the light from the sun, you know, if you take the plants around, it takes the light from the sun Combining with carbon dioxide and water. And it gives rise to oxygen. And it gives rise to a form of glucose or energy. Now, oxygen is what we breathe in. And then what do you breathe out? What? Orange. (laughs) Carbon dioxide. So we breathe in oxygen. And we breathe out carbon dioxide The carbon dioxide that we breathe out It is harmful It is very very harmful Understand that I am the reason Why you can live Because I give life to you Like light can give rise to life I am the light of the world And I give rise to life for you Hallelujah Amen Number three Jesus is the light of the world because light heals and Jesus the light of the world came to heal us hallelujah light heals and that is why when a baby is born and they detect that the baby has traces of jaundice they'll put you out they'll first put you in an incubator with a lot of light turned on because it works on certain pigments in your body and it takes that thing away after the hospital when you come home Mother, you be advised that in the morning, the 9 a.m. sun, put your son out there. Put your child out there. And as you do that for some days, his skin will clear up. The the yellowish thing that you see in the child's eyes will clear up and the child will become normal. So light actually gives rise to healing. Tuberculosis, there are types of infections. It takes light to be able to heal them. So when Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, he's explaining that I'm the one who brings healing into your life. Jesus is the one who heals our lives. And remember that sickness is not just physical. There are emotional sicknesses. There are mental sicknesses. There are sicknesses of the heart. There are spiritual sicknesses. Only Jesus, the light of the world, who brings healing in his wings healing in his wings so jesus the light of the world he comes into our life to bring healing and there are certain problems we experience only jesus can heal those problems for music that has good beats play it loud it will drive away the depression in the name of jesus And Jesus, the light of the world, he came to bring joy into our lives. Now, you see, joy is not just happiness. They are connected. You see, happiness is an emotion that you experience because of something nice, something enjoyable, something pleasant that you have experienced. So, if you pass your exams, you are happy when they pay you at the end of the month. You are happy when you get a visa to travel out of the country. You are happy when you are there and somebody says, I'll marry you. Now, if you stressed by heart, was stressed by heart, now, was stressed so that's happiness. But joy is different. What Jesus says the light of the world brings into our life. It's something called joy. It's like you are okay. But it is not because everything is alright. That's not what it is. Some of the people who come to church and they come and dance and rejoice and everything. You have no idea the problems that they have. And sometimes people don't understand believers. Because you look at this person, you live in a Kokolomaja house, be somewhere. No proper drainage. Water doesn't flow. Every morning you have to go and fetch water in a bucket. Sometimes I look at people and what they are carrying on their head. Do you see? That's why I say that sometimes the reason why some of our children don't do well in school. So even simple questions they cannot answer. I saw a picture of a guy in a classroom. The teacher had written on the board, 2 plus 2 is equal to go and write. The guy couldn't write the answer. And somebody was trying to help him. And the person did this. Can you imagine that the guy drew far talking and he drew the hand doing this I just a wow <laughs> he can't think he doesn't think far so 2 plus 2 is equal to a hand that has done this he didn't get it do you see anyway so when things are working well usually you are happy but when I talk about Jesus, the light of the world, bringing joy into our lives, I'm not talking about happiness that you have because everything is working well, but sometimes things are not working in a certain way. But the joy of the Lord keeps you going. I said, The joy of the Lord keeps you going. You can continue to sing, you can continue to dance, you can continue to worship, you can continue to praise the Lord. Yes, you have bills that you haven't paid. Yes, you have issues at your workplace. Yes, your marriage is not working well. Yes, your landlord is after you. But Jesus gave you some joy and no one can take it away from you. And I say to you that without that joy, by now dear, you'll be gone. It keeps you alive hallelujah so Jesus is the light of the world because he brought joy into our lives number five we are ending Jesus is the light of the world because light gives security and Jesus the light of the world came to take away our fears and bring us security look at Psalms 27 verse 1 to 3 New Living Translation, Psalms 27, verse 1 to 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Verse 2. When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. Hallelujah. But it starts off and says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? Light drives away fear. Let me ask you, How many of you cannot sleep in the dark? All of you can sleep in the dark. We thank God. Now, do you notice that especially children, they usually prefer to have some light on. Is is it still the same with these guys? Yes. Yes so they will leave the light on in the bathroom and my electricity will just be burning away where's <laughs> Hey, why why do they want the lights to remain on and there are even adults like that and I know that there are at least two people here you don't want us to know that that is the situation with you so he did not raise your hand but i know that it is true you see you see you see you see your life but why is it that people can't sleep with the lights off what is the reason fear they think that there's a monster out there to get them so darkness has a way of bringing fear and there's some darkness when you are in it you be afraid. Yeah. So darkness brings fear. And the scripture is saying, "The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I be afraid?" So when the light is on, fear is driven away. And have you noticed that light also gives you a sense of security? That's why we have street lights. That's why we have street lights. Because when you don't have street lights, you don't feel secure. You feel vulnerable. And you feel that you are in a very dangerous situation. So light drives away fear and it gives us security in this life. And Jesus Christ, the light of the world, He came to drive our fear away. Our fear of so many things. Fear that it won't work. Fear that something bad is going to happen. Fear that we'll be killed. Fear that some witch will eat our meat. Fear that somebody will kill us. And look, you cannot live your life in fear all the time. That something bad is about to happen to you, and the only person who can drive that fear away is Jesus, the light of the world. So, He assures us that God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The reason why sometimes your mind is not sound is because there are so many things running through your mind, so you are not at ease, you are not at peace. But as we allow Jesus, the light of the world, to shine His light into our lives, fear and that sense of insecurity will disappear. Hallelujah.
2: That's a song. <laughs> Here I din me ha for me Here me No me my son and find you In a Cora la no to every reason, every me me oh, oh, oh. Yeah. and the
1: last one Jesus is the light of the world because light brings hope and Jesus the light of the world has brought hope in it as well into our lives Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12 to 13 in those days you were living apart from Christ You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel. And you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without what? Hope. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God. But now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Now this scripture is describing our state before we met Jesus. And it says that we were without hope until we met Jesus. And Jesus is the light of the world. And when he comes into a person's life he brings hope. And light gives hope. That is why you know, we, we, when, whenever you see that the rays of the sun are beginning to shine through, it can stir up hope, and you know that your midnight is almost over. So, there's a song that says, Your midnight is almost over, the sun. Will shine again. So, light has always been a symbol of hope. If you are a parent, maybe you may remember times when your child will ask you, Is it not day yet? Is it not day yet? Is it not day yet? And they can't wait for it to be day. Especially when there's something they're looking forward to Christmas or their birthday. And know that there's a gift that daddy has. So there's hope. That when it is day. I can have access to my gift. And to my present. Light gives hope. And light is a symbol of hope. Colossians 1.27 It says to whom God would make known. What is the riches of the glory. Of this mystery among the Gentiles. And what is this mystery. That Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. The hope of glory. When Christ the light of the world is in you. He brings hope to you. Hope that one day things will be beautiful. Things will be nice. Things will be magnificent. Not just in the world to come but I believe that when we grasp the true meaning of Christ in you, the hope of glory we can expect and anticipate that even here on this earth he will make our lives beautiful he will make our lives magnificent he will make our lives very nice hallelujah light gives hope and Jesus is the light of the world because he brings hope into our lives Jesus is the embodiment of hope Hope of salvation Hope of righteousness Hope of peace Perhaps the greatest hope That he gives Is what pertains to the afterlife That one day One day we will be with the Lord Forever and ever In a beautiful Place in the new Jerusalem Where there is no more pain Where there is no more sorrow Where there will be No more crying where there will be no more suffering a beautiful place of comfort and peace and happiness a place of rest that is the hope that keeps us going in our Christian walk and in our Christian experience and Jesus, the light of the world, he's come into our lives to give us hope that it will be well that debi debi ebe and that things are going to be fine you wanted me to add the last part I'm time for a Tam for yes I, uh, I won't add but look without Jesus eh we, we, we probably would have gone insane by now. some of the things that we go through, some of the experiences we have to deal with in this life. The disappointments, the frustrations, the pain, the heartache. Without Jesus giving us hope, we will not have survived. The reason why you haven't killed yourself is because Jesus, the light of the world, has sustained a certain hope in your heart and in your life that everything will be alright that's why you can still smile that's why you still have joy after all you've been through after all you have experienced and Jesus the light of the world has brought hope into our hearts hallelujah and so As we get ready to celebrate Christmas, I want you to have that revelation of Jesus as the light of the world. That He was born into this world to bring us light. And through that light, we have sight, we have understanding, we have life, we are healed. We have joy. Our fears are dispelled. He brings security and assurance into our lives. And he brings hope to give us reason to press on and to continue to live on. And I pray that you will have that deep revelation of Jesus as the light of the world. And may it make a major difference in your life. Rise to your feet and let us close. God bless you. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful to you for tonight. And thank you for your word that has come forth. I pray in the name of Jesus that may your Holy Spirit help us to really understand deeply what it means to have Jesus the light of the world in our lives. And I pray in the name of Jesus that everything that light does May Jesus, the light of the world, accomplish in our lives as we cooperate with him and as we yield to him. I thank you, Father, tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray that you reveal yourself unto your people. Whatever despair, whatever confusion, whatever hopelessness is with them, may the light of life shine his light through and may they have relief for their souls. I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say, Amen. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a mighty hand clap.
0: Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp or send an SMS text to plus +233243886622. God bless you.